What is up, everybody? Is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza, coming to you with a second attempt of running the gauntlet. My apologies if the first one didn't go through properly for whatever reason. I just noticed that the audio kicked out and uh, all good. We're going to restart this bitch all the way on over, but I thank you guys for watching and I hope that you're having a very good day. All right, let's get some housekeeping before we start getting into the board, which I guess I can show you that's what the board looks like, but I want to do some host stuff first. So first... If you like the show and you want to support us, you can go get some merch. You can get a t-shirt like this one. You can go on over to rafasparza.com backslash merch. Those t-shirts run for 25 bucks. You could also get this one. That is our cream one. I like the cream. It's pretty popular color. We're starting to get sold out on some of these. And you can also get one of our handy dandy little hoodies, which are mm, super soft and super nice. So you can go on over to rafasparza.com or grapplinghour.com and buy you some there. The hoodies 45 bucks, t-shirts, 25. So we always appreciate you guys. What's up, Sambo Slice? That's a great name, by the way. Appreciate you guys for watching along. We here are getting down to business in just a second, but before we get to the board, and actually you guys pick which one of these, you can actually tell me which one in the comments you want to address first. But before we actually get to this, I want to tell you guys this. You can also find us on Patreon.com. You can go Patreon.com backslash Grappling Hour. Support us there. Become an early access member to get episodes 30 days before anybody else. Or you can pay a few extra bucks more and follow us on our premium site where you get extra bonus content not available anywhere else, which includes technique breakdowns uh, with the actual athletes themselves, a segment called Roast Wrap where people break down my footage and roast it. And you can also see uh, an extra special series of interviews and whatnot. So that's what we have for you guys today. All right, I gave you guys some time. Tell me where you'd like to go on the board first. What's up, John Cloud? Good to see you, my friend. All right, if you guys have a certain inclination, hit me in the comments. What is up? Senor Canuto, good to see you, brother. Uh, let's go ahead and figure this out. So you guys pick one of the six entries on that board, and I will spend 60 seconds espousing something on that topic. So it's my hope. What's up, Sash? Good to see you guys. In those 60 seconds, I'll give you some incitement, some enlightenment, and also, I don't know, usually I'll piss off somebody by the end of those times. All right, we're going to start with Bowl. I think we know which one this is on this beautiful post Super Bowl Monday afternoon. Here we go. Bowl, 60 seconds. All right. Did you know that at the Super Bowl, they only showed Taylor Swift for 57 seconds? Now, I could talk about the game, which was very much exciting. And listen, as a former 49ers, 49ers fan, it is hard to watch your team kind of get decimated in the last few seconds. But Patrick Mahomes is the shit. However, 57 seconds. And the fact that it's caused this much of an uproar. Forget the fact that she's not that talented which we all have to get past at some point. She was being sweet to Travis. I can give her that. But I can tell you this. It's going to be wonderful these next six months not to see her and wonder if she's going to travel on a fucking plane, a private jet, to get somewhere. If she's showing up at a Chiefs game, who cares? Let her go back to the world of pop. I'm very okay with that. She mates you know songs for people who still wish they were in high school and a mean girl and wear sweaters but glad she is out of our system for the little bit that we have having said that beyonce did upstage her who knew beyonce was going to give us two new tracks and their country tracks which just goes to show that beyonce knows that the easiest form of music to put out and appease the dumbest of her fans is country because it doesn't take much to make a country song so there you have it all right, that was 60 seconds on bowl. Let's go back to the main topic list. I will tell you this, though. Uh, I was pleased 
by and large by the game. I thought that very, for the very least, I want to point this out. Uh, commercials, okay. Nothing that really stuck out to me. The Schwarzenegger one's cute. Um, a couple other ones are okay. My Paramount Plus only went out twice. But I will tell you this. They have to get their shit together because I don't want it to fucking cut out when I'm in the middle of making food. When I'm making, say, ribs or chicken wings, and I have to take a second to then wash my hands very thoroughly, touch my remote, fix that, come back to the food prep, and hope to God that it doesn't fuck up again. It really does make me sad. So if you could just make a stream somehow work magically, that would be great. So... That's what I had for you guys on that topic. I'll take your second topic in just a second, but it's a good time to remind you guys, if you like our show and you want to give us some love and support, you can go on over to any of the different places, meaning YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all of the rest, and just find us at Grappling Hour and give us some love. You can also like and share and subscribe to this video if you are watching it on a place that is not per se like some of you guys are on Instagram. But yes, the board itself it's still got some doozies in there, my friends. We wanted to get that one out of the way, and I'm glad that John had the foresight to know that we might as well get the Super Bowl out of the way. Having said that, losing it within like the last few seconds of an overtime, heartbreaking. Man, Patrick Mahomes is a very tough guy to beat, but I do find him immensely likable, so eh, it is what it is. All right, let's go to our second topic. I'm seeing a note here. And I think that I just got persuaded to go to, yeah, let's do that one. Let's do rankings. All right, you guys, here's what I'm going to tell you. Usher's a little old, but he still did a good job. I'm very, very pleased with the performance that Usher did. Having said that, uh, I am a little bit, uh, you know, I'm wondering here if that was the best performance he could have had. He didn't take my advice. He did some slow songs. And as a result, we got a few seconds of Alicia Keys kind of missing a note. It's okay. We love Alicia. She did a decent job afterwards. She got her, her voice back. They smoothed it over on the main edit. You can't tell her voice cracked because they fixed it in post. Having said that, I thought a little bit about it and it got me thinking, you know, Super Bowls for halftime shows should be ranked in eras. So we shouldn't necessarily just pile them all together because they're not the same thing. So what I did is I created a list of what I believe the best five shows were of the past five years. So basically ranking the last five years. And it goes as such. Number one, Dr. Dre. Number two, Usher. Number three, Rihanna. Number four, Shakira. Number five, J-Lo. Number six, The Weeknd, because that was an entire mess into itself. And I hear what you're saying. Raph, didn't J-Lo and Shakira do the same halftime show? Did they? No, there was clearly a star and it was Shakira. Time. I'm just saying. I'll put it to you this way. You, you can't group them all together. Like, Prince is not in the same era as those past five years. His was better than theirs. Beyonce is also better than theirs. Neither of them uh, basically have the implications of Janet's. So I still feel like those are top tiers, but they're different eras. And even if you include Michael Jackson, which set the precedent for all these different eras, so they don't quite all go the same. But I do feel since Rockefeller has come into the equation here, you can look at those Super Bowls as at least getting better. And I wanted to say this. This is where it got a little tricky on the rankings. Rihanna had a better stage design and production than Usher. So if you want to put her ahead of Usher, I could understand that. Usher wins for singing live, though. That is something a lot of those people cannot 
really a test to do. And if you're the weekend, yes, you sing live, but the catalog just doesn't quite work. And if we're being honest here, if Usher had just played, yeah, four times in those 13 minutes, he still would have had the top tier of those. I just feel like Dr. Dre, he brought in the right people, right time, right place. Uh, there was a amazing turn by Kendrick Lamar in that one. You've got Lose Yourself, which I get is most people's anthem. I would have preferred till I collapse, but I get that that's the pop song that won the Oscar. So I get it. I get it. But having said all that, we are in a better era of the production that people put into these Super Bowl halftime shows because, guys, I don't know if you remember what the 90s looked like. They were terrible. They just threw shit together at some point. They're like, is Indiana Jones in this halftime? What is Patti LaBelle doing? And why is Gloria Stefan back here again? So I, I know that some of you did not live through those. I just want to make sure you understand some of us feel the way that we do about these because, good Lord, they, it was not... It was not the thing. Let's put it that way. So, all right, we have done that one now. Let us go on over to our next topic. I'll let you guys decide if you'd like to. What's up, 10th Planet Marietta? Good to see you. We have four topics left on the board. We have already discussed both facets of the Super Bowl, the halftime and the actual game into itself, which really was just an analysis of Taylor Swift and how long she was on the TV, which, by the way, was only under a minute. Which, all things considered, I don't want to give her one credit real quick before I move on. I didn't mention this in the 60 seconds, but it was nice to see that at the very least when Taylor was shown and she made a drinking game out of the drinking game you guys made, which is every time she appeared on camera, take a shot. And I thought, at least she's playing into it. So good for her. And uh, that made me laugh a little bit. And she was actually better on camera yesterday than uh, the highly embarrassed Leonardo DiCaprio. So give credit where credit is due. But please don't show up back on the screen. We're good for a bit, Taylor. And we can use the Swifties not being insane for like 10 minutes. That would be great. All right, what do you guys want? Let's do, I think right now, we're going to go to Fast Car. Can you believe that somebody actually stole Gordon Ryan's giant truck? It did happen in Joe Biden's America. Or is it Joe Biden's Texas? I don't know what to say. All I can tell you is this. You got Gordon Ryan, who started off a video explaining that he was mad at Joe Biden for making it possible for his truck to get stolen. Not taking the personal accountability of he himself probably leaving his keys in his car or leaving any kind of guns or ammo in that truck. Everybody else's fault except for his. What a weird statement to make. But it just shows the kind of trigger that you have when you're Gordon Ryan. I want to say this. I started off feeling bad because he said, hey, my truck got stolen. You immediately think, oh, that's a terrible thing. But the first words out of his mouth to explain that is saying Joe Biden's America is to fault for it. The sad part is he did get it back. So I guess he now has to admit that in Joe Biden's America, you actually found the truck that is very expensive that you lost. So I don't think that comparison works. Whoops. Credit where credit is due. I mean, look at that. Gordon wants to blame Biden, but he got it back. Sounds like he kind of got like a stimulus, if you ask me. I just want to point this out. It's just it's something weird and off in that brain to immediately go to that place. Anybody who even likes Joe Biden doesn't even want to be like, hey, man, I love this guy. But there's a weird sickness that happens with Trump supporters or hard right folks where 
I don't know what malfunction it is, but it's a trigger that makes them go insane. Uh, so yeah, it went from being very, very relatable and saying like, Hey man, I, I feel bad about your car. Hmm. You know what though? It's probably going to be sold in, uh, to parts and, and you know, if illegal did take it, God bless them. Cause it's a pretty complex car to go ahead and steal. Anyway, long story short, rich dude loses car, blames everybody but himself. So there you have it. All right, we're going to go back to the topics board over here. Let's go ahead and switch to this next one, which um, I want to point this one out. Yeah, I think we're going to go next to WNT. That is not that one. WNT, otherwise, who's number two? Who's number one was just this past weekend, and it was good if you had time to wait. The unfortunate part about watching who's number one is that they do countdowns to say, hey, something is coming up, and then they don't really have the match come up yet. Sometimes they have a block. Sometimes if you work production, you know things come up. But by and large, there were way too many stop downs, and those are the times if you are doing stop downs to put a commercial block at. I don't know why we keep doing this, but we keep adding extra commercial blocks, and we're all paying and I think they may introduce at some point maybe an ad list here. I, I think they would lose too much money. Maybe they're depending on that. Whatever the reason it is, it's just insane to see them continue to have this policy of a lax part when things go wrong. And they don't communicate it. On the call, you need to tell them, hey, we're going to take a short break. Don't worry about it. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody chill. And that's 60. I wish I had more to say on that one, but we got a note in the comment section that was like, hey, why are we being so mean to, to Flo? And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, we actually root for them. It's just, I think we also understand when things are not ideal that maybe you need to be a little bit more forthcoming. We're all subscribers to this channel. We all want to see it win in theory. And yet these are very simple things that they could do to fix the programming that we all want to see succeed. So it is a... Uh, Ugh, I hate the commercial. Of course you hate the commercials. I'm pretty sure at one of the matches, at least on YouTube, they cut to a commercial within that. So maybe that's more YouTube's issue, so I can't really blame them. But there's something weird about the streaming era of trying to figure this out where it's an enjoyable amount, but you can also give them the ability to do commercials. I think the issue that I have is if you take too much of a mental brain off where it says, hey, listen, we're not able to put something on, for the next 15 minutes, here's a countdown. Or you just say like, hey, we'll be right back. Everybody's brain's gonna go do something else. And if you're doing it so that people can go give more money to food or some of the, the, I guess the commerce that they have out there for the sales for the t-shirts or whatever merch they're trying to hawk or get fan experience. Like for the most part, you don't have to do that during the live program, do that beforehand. I don't know. It's just a very imperfect system still. And uh, yeah, the commercials just be getting on my nerves, man. Do do commercial blocks. Don't. Mm -mm. I think it's because they have them with 15 second commercial spots. So they get in, they get out. And then next thing you know, it's been a minute. And then you see the same 15 second one. And as somebody who has had to program commercials for different jujitsu things, it's not an easy job. But you do come up with a commercial block to have on the back of your hand in case something goes wrong and you can have that fill. But it's insane. I just don't understand. Ten matches, especially when you get down toward the end of it and they're like, we're going to take a intermission right now. And you go, please don't. 
Like, please don't. It would really be great if you did not. So, all right. We got two left here. Yeah, let's do this one. I think we're going to go straight on over to the 300, which is actually going to come out as rankings. But here we go. The 300. You know what's really strange right now? We don't have a main event for UFC 300. Dana White, for whatever reason, keeps telling us that there is a fight that we won't believe that will blow our minds. And yet, okay. He said they would start off with the telecast with something that would blow our minds at the very beginning of the telecast. And at first he mentioned Bo Nickel, and I'm like, I actually could believe that at the top of the broadcast. He's still new, and yeah, he's very recognizable, but yeah, he should be at the bottom of the, the actual broadcast. Instead, they put Cody Garbrandt there with Figgy Smalls, and I go, yeah, okay, I get what you're trying to go for here. But when you tell us that John Jones has been recently contacted, and he was thrown like, hey, would you be interested in doing a match or a fight? on UFC 300 and it's within recent amount of times when you've seen how drunk John Jones is out there right now. That's what you're going with. I don't know that there are many fights that are going to blow our minds, but if it's Nate and Connor, sure. There's not much more there. The issue that we are having in the current UFC system is we don't have major stars. We have people who are good within the confines of a UFC, but I think the brand itself is selling these pay-per-views with some intrigue as to the stars themselves. That may be part of the reason why these stars are going extra hard on the cringe to try and get more attention to themselves. And while we're on the topic of cringe, uh, I just want to say this. I feel like Henry Cejudo's push to continuously create content is pushing him to make weird mistakes. He recently just kicked out Eric Albersine from his group saying that he wants to clean house and go straight from zero, which you can do, but he does it as a social moment that's going to be put in an embedded or something. <clears throat> and there's a part of you that just thinks to yourself, could we just do this in private and make the announcement on the outside of it? That reaction is not something we need to see. Then maybe we're biased here because we actually know Eric. He's been on uh, Verbal Tap in the past. It just... <laughs> Excuse me, good Lord. It just seems like an odd extra step to do for this man that I don't think is necessary. Like, I don't think you need to put somebody losing their job or getting kicked out of somewhere as is to give us some sort of content that's like, ooh, I feel like I know what's going on. Like, we don't need to be insiders in that way. If you told us you were just parting ways, but you're still fine, you could make the announcement. I felt like it's something you could have done in, in private and it just, it threw me a little bit, but it also goes back to the idea that this dude knows that cringe gets some kind of replay value. So he says, I know it's great. I'll use this to my advantage and put it out there so I can continue on this cringe thing. But I don't think it sells more pay-per-views. I think it just tries to get more people to pay attention to him when he's doing things. But yeah, I don't know. What's up, Patrick? Good to see you, brother. That shit threw me. Uh, when I woke up today and I saw that that was one of the options uh, for things to talk about, I go, Jesus, that is terrible. What's up, Branson? Taking a nice little break from his tour at TMZ. Good for you, man. You're doing some good stuff. I saw you doing some talking head service to uh, talking about, I believe, the Super Bowl. I'm just going to make a guess. I just saw the clip and I was like, eh, this dude is busy. So shout out to you, brother. All right. Well, you're here at a good time because... We're actually going to go back to the topics board and we're going to do our final topic of the day, which is presser. 
And uh, maybe you'll like where we're going on this one. So here we go. Presser it is. Do you guys know that now we're done with the Super Bowl? We can get to the real main event of the year, which is WrestleMania. This press conference that WrestleMania had wasn't just insane. It was perfect. There are a lot of fans out there who are trying to script what they think should happen. And these crybabies, I'm just going to borrow a little note here from The Rock, they get really upset when they can't figure out what's happening in the WWE. They get mad when it's too predictable. And even more mad when it's not the predictability that they've set out on their terms. This presser was perfect for this reason. Complete chaos. And if you guys want to know who is going to be headlining WrestleMania 60 days before, unlike the UFC, we don't give a shit. We know The Rock's going to be there. Sounds good to us. But when you get down to the minutia of it, it's very funny to me when people are like, this seems all, you know, Cody's not going to get what he wants. Ladies and gentlemen, go look up what a dusty finish is. This is the dustiest of all finishes, and I'm here for it. People can't appreciate heel rock. I mean, seriously, dude. Heel rock is what we've been clamoring for, and heel rock even had to take a break from political matters to explain his stance on Hawaii just to tell people, like, by the way, this is a character that I am doing. I turned heel in this character, even just to explain himself to a civilian who is talking shit about his practices in regards to Hawaii. But I want to say this. I think there is a weird thing where fans want to hijack it. So they don't know how to say, let me give you feedback on a story. This is essentially a soap opera. And there was nothing more soap opera than seeing Rock slap Cody wondering where the next episode is going to take us. And if you're wondering why Cody would step out of the way and then change his mind to wanting to take it back. You would just think to yourself, why wouldn't you have just booked yourself as the head of WrestleMania? It's a pretty easy fix that you can do in a promo. And I think Cody is worthy of doing this promo, of going on TV and saying out loud, you know what? I thought about letting you go after and attack him and taking away everything he had. But then I heard you talk about family. And you went on and on acting like you're the only family in this business. But I say this every single day. There's more than just one royal family in wrestling. And you cut a promo on that and then you continue that story. I understand it sounds confusing, but I think throwing people off is worth it. And when I mentioned a dusty finish, Dusty Rhodes, Cody's father, was famous for coming up with what we refer to as a dusty finish or something that's kind of confusing, but, you know, it just gets there, baby. You just gets that little thing right there. And I thought to myself, yeah, this is a dusty finish approach to getting to WrestleMania. This is the best way to honor that man. So I can think of no better way than to getting to that finish line than by doing that because there's a part of me in my brain that went, oh my God, what a brilliant way to get there so that the big man upstairs is definitely going like, ooh, yeah, this real good, baby. You guys got to put some more, let's bring a little more confusion on that, yeah. And, um, you know, if you could do one more thing and give my son a nice little run, he going to be the new John Cena, yeah, baby. That's a decent one. Not my better impressions. But you know what? It came out better than I thought it would up here. So I was like, let's just commit to it. Let's see what we're going to be able to do. <laughs> so I'm very pleased that uh, that was what we ended up getting off of that presser. And 5 million people, not for nothing. That's a, that's a lot of people who are going to be very interested to see how it plays out. 
and I'm very intrigued myself. And I like not knowing. I like signing up for a story and saying, tell me a story, you guys. And if I don't like it, I'll give you some feedback. And if we can make Cody Rhodes that super heel that somehow overcomes the odds, or I'm sorry, that super face that somehow overcomes the odds and ends up beating both The Rock and, and Roman Reigns, you might be setting yourself up for a new uh, super face of the company. So I think it, it could be worth it. But I think the inherent issue that most WWE fans is, oh, man, WWE, you screw up so much. So many of the times. I just, I'm worried about you. So, I totally get that. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, I did want to bring up a couple quick things while I've got your attention. First and foremost, if you haven't liked, subscribed, and commented on our show, I'd appreciate it if you would. Uh, Sharing this helps us to do more and more of this. And I have to say, now that we've had a few test runs, I think it's time we book a guest. I think it's time. I think it's time. I think we're ready. I think we've proven that we can do this audio glitch aside from today. Uh, I think that we were able to prove that this is now stable enough. You guys have been kind enough to show up with us. But the plan was always to integrate guests. And I think in the future, we're going to debate between whether we bring on uh, multiple guests, like one or two that I moderate, or one or two that we do uh, congruent, like they do a heads up, I do a heads up. So that part we're still working out. I want to see how it plays out. But I really am very thankful that you guys have given us like five weeks of testing this out and trying to figure out the nuts and bolts of it. But uh, I really, really feel like we've got something that is going to be very fun to replicate as we do. Now, for example, we haven't had a comment that came from uh, Twitch yet, but this is how we get to test things out. So, for example, we get this giant comment that we get to go and test out here. And this is truly what I love about watching this. Hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer promotion of your channel, viewers and followers, chatbots, etc. The price is lower than any competitor. Well, this can't be wrong. Uh, Flexible and convenient order management panel, chat panel. Everything is in your hands. A huge number of custom settings. Go to streamrise.com. I have to hand it to these bots. When they really do come on here, they are trying to help you achieve your dreams. So who are we to be mean to these people who are just helping us try to become better people or better hosts, despite the fact that it's like, you know, well, you know, I just find it incredibly funny. Now, in doing that, we got the ability to test out how we could integrate comments in here. And I'm hoping that in the future, uh, the comments from Instagram pop up on here so that I can make them pop up just like that. The, uh, the server, the thing that I use, it doesn't quite have that technology yet. I'm hoping it comes forward, but uh, it might be a far way off. But yes, in the meantime, we're looking to bring on guests. If you guys have guests in mind that you'd like to see on the show, let us know. Uh, think of it like this, though. Most people don't know how to do like a one minute hit of a controversial thought or a hot topic. So when you're pitching people to me, please keep that in mind. We are looking for folks who can do a good solid hit, a good solid take, and uh, still seem somewhat comprehensible by the end of it. So that is our hope to be teaching people how to do a little bit better on that job here. And then I think in the future, We're also looking to do these at a more consistent time. We've been pretty close to about 2.30 on these uh, on most of our days. That may be the time. I'm not quite sure. But if you guys have a better time or adjustment that works for you, we're always happy to take that into consideration. So that is what we've got. And I think 
we're probably going to stick with six. I like six on a board. I'm not sure uh, what will happen once we get to an actual like guest that we bring on. Maybe we need to cut down on the amount of topics, but I think six is pretty good. Maybe there's like one we don't do a week. We could do that where we expand out of time. So we'll see. There's a lot to play with here, but it's my hope to try and keep these things to like 30 minute sort of hits. And with that in mind, we're about to close out here because I want to stop right before it hits 30 and one minute. So 31 minutes. So here we go. Last few seconds. If you guys like what you see here, you can go ahead and give us some love and you can buy one of our grappling hour hoodies or one of our beautiful t-shirts like this or the one that I'm wearing. You can find those at rafasparza.com backslash merch, or you can go on over to patreon.com backslash grappling hour to find out more your appreciation and love and support on patreon would also be appreciated because you could pay five bucks a month to see these interviews 30 days before anybody else you can also pay a few extra bucks to see premium content that's not available anywhere else including tape breakdown studies with the athletes about their matches you can also catch us doing uh we call a segment roast raff where people roast my competition footage and i have to say there is a recent competition footage uh tape that i have now that is not great, but I think we're going to see if we can get one of our, our longtime friends to do a roast draft segment on that one. And uh, I think you guys will like it. I, I will not, but I think you guys will enjoy that one. So if you'd like to see those segments and more and exclusive content not available anywhere else, you can go on over to grapplinghour.com. I'm sorry, patreon.com backslash grappling hour. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in on this beautiful post-Super Bowl Monday. I hope you have a great week. Be sure to look out for some new episodes tomorrow. Jillian Noel comes out with a brand new interview done by us here at Verbal Tap and Grappling Hour. But that's going to do it for us, you guys. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats.